Welcome to the NCTM podcast. My name is Steve McCormack. I'm the uh, communications director at the NCTM. And today I'm going to be talking to a couple of primary teachers who've been involved in the teaching for mastery work with their local maths hub for the past few years. We're having this conversation at the beginning of October in 2021, so in the middle of the first half term of the new school year. What I'm aiming to find out is how this uh, teaching for mastery work has affected the two teachers in their own classrooms, in their colleagues' classrooms, uh, but also we'll take a wider look at this mastery work in primary schools across the whole Maths Hub area. And the Maths Hub in question uh, for both of the teachers is Origin Maths Hub, which serves an area in the Midlands round Coventry, Warwick and surrounding areas. But first, introductions. First, Ellie Kelly, who teaches at the Revel Primary School just outside Rugby. Hi, Ellie. Hi there. Now, tell us a little bit about what your role in, is in that school, please. So I'm very fortunate in our school. I'm maths lead and have been for a few years, and I'm also key stage one lead. And how long have you been teaching? This is my eighth year of teaching. OK, the school, how big is the school? So we've got, we, when we're on PAM, we've got 315 children. We have a, a different setup where we've got 45 children per year group. So every class is a, is a mix, is it? So we have a class and a half, essentially. So we'll have a straight year one class, a mixed one, two, a straight year two. And that's mirrored across our three, four, five, six classes. OK, so and also we've got Becky O'Neill, who teaches at Henry Hind Infant School, also in rugby. Hi, Becky. Hi, Steve. Now, how about you? What's your role in that school? How long have you been teaching? All of that sort of stuff, please. I've been teaching for 23 years. Um, I'm the assistant principal here at Henry Hind Infant School. I'm also um, the DSL and I am the maths lead. And I also am a primary mastery lead at Origin Maths Hub. OK. And the school, how many children in your school, infant school? We ha currently have, we're a two-form entry infant school and we currently have approximately 100, 150 children on roll. OK. Right. So we're here to talk about both of your experiences in the past few years in Teaching for Mastery. Um, Ellie first, uh, the reason I'm talking to you is you put a little little video on um, uh, on social media a few weeks ago, which was shared by Origin Maths Hub, which quite neatly summed up your experience. So just how did it start you getting involved in mastery at your school? Fortunately, um, our school was partnered with, well, we were approached by NCTM at this opportunity. And Becky, who's joining us, she was our teacher research group lead. So working alongside Becky, we partnered together. We looked at fantastic examples modelled at Henry Hind and Becky came into the Revel and saw different things and, and modelled for us what mastery looks like and how it would adapt to our quite unique circumstances here. So, Becky, your school experienced uh, mastery a little bit a year or two before Ellie's school. Is that right? Yeah. So I've been... Um... A cohort one mastery specialist, so this is my, my seventh year. But about eight years ago, I looked into the maths data that we, we'd got. Um, and although we were above national and there were no issues, I started to see actually that there was a difference between our disadvantaged boys, disadvantaged girls. So I wanted to unpick why that was. Um, and then this opportunity um, to join with the NCTM and to become a mastery specialist came at the perfect time for me. Um, so I've been very lucky that I've been initially I was with Central Maths Hub 
Um, so I'm very lucky that I've been on this journey with the NCTM for, for a number of years now um, and have been able to um, go through the process of introducing mastery at Henry Hind Infants. Yeah, so that's what Ellie just mentioned. You were uh, what we call a work group lead. You led uh, a small group of schools, including Ellie's school, in collaboratively uh, exploring what mastery is about. So back to you, Ellie. What was that experience like when you were part of this small group of schools, which were sort of guided by Becky in taking the first steps in mastery? Funny enough, when you reflect on it, if you think about the, the nature of a mastery lesson, where you have your anchor task and you unpick it, I don't know whether it was a conscious decision, but how Becky led that group was, you know, here's your anchor task. And we unpicked what mastery should look like in our schools. The beauty of the work group was it was completely working alongside each other. We walked away from every meeting feeling empowered and and rejuvenated, ready to go and take on these new different challenges. Becky came into our school, looked at our circumstance where we have our mixed age classes, looked at staff voice and you know, introducing mastery came along with quite a bit of vocabulary and looked at how to support everybody equally. And working alongside Becky, we created a um, a bit of a mini work group in our school where we supported our learning support assistants. They now will walk away with their, their grab bag of their, their resources that they rely on, the TENS frame, the park hole, the bar model. Mm-hmm. Um, Becky came in with our, our class teachers, talked about how we structure those those mastery lessons. And it, it feels like I was a student in the mastery experience. We went on a mastery journey, almost like mastery inception. And I, I don't know whether it's conscious, but we experienced it as I would want the children to experience a mastery lesson. And looking back now, could you just give two or three examples of things which are now just routine within maths lessons in your school, which weren't routine two or three years ago? What is now just normal at your school? Uh, two two elements that I really champion and when I look back on the progress of the school is the fluency. Fluency is, is embedded and we talk about fluency being part of the five big ideas. It's embedded across all of our settings from early years and how they're working on the mastering number up to year six, having their fluency sessions every day. Um, but the one thing I harp on about and I celebrate in every CPD session at school is the vocabulary. It makes my heart sing. As I said in the video before, to walk down the corridor and hear children using vocabulary such as organ, addend, sum, not calling the inequality signs the crocodiles, referring to them as inequality signs. For, for a maths lead, my heart sang the moment I heard that. And it's examples like that, not just from the children, from our learning support assistants, from all of our teachers. Every stakeholder has adopted this, this vocabulary that goes in hand with mastery. Becky, what about your school? What is it at your school, in addition to what Ellie's just mentioned, uh, that is now just completely routine in the in the teaching for mastery area, which maybe wasn't um, five, six, seven years ago when you first started? When when I think back to the start of my career, the number of differentiated groups that we had, we planned for in a maths lesson um, and children effectively put into pockets where we were saying, well, actually, you need, you're, you're in the circle group because I know you're going to need extra. Um, I know you're a high flyer. You always give me the right answer. You're, you're, you're going into that top group. Actually, you know, that, that's all gone now. It, it's, it's whole class mixed ability teaching, high expectations for all of those children. Um, because not all children have the same strengths across all strands of math. So it's being very reactive and looking at, um, 
what the children are showing you during that anchor task and that guided practice. And for our children, it's no longer the seven or eight different differentiated pieces of learning that you're offering. They all have the same entry point, but the way that the children tackle that learning, the representations that you see, the reasoning, the explanation that they give, show you the depth of those children's learning. So some children may show you a, a much, much deeper understanding and then being prepared with that challenge ready for when those children have completed that, that challenge where they've got to use that learning in a different way to show you that they can apply in different contexts. Ellie. So something that sort of flashed up from when Becky was sharing her her thoughts there, and it came from one of the teacher research group meetings, was trying to describe this concept of mastery. And when she said about, you know, mixed ability teaching with really high expectations, it's described to us that all the children get on a train and they follow this train journey, a bit like our S plan, and we go to every station. How far those children venture from those, that station is how deeply they look into that element of maths. But every child in a mastery classroom will get on that train and have the chance to visit every station. And I rely on that when doing CPD with our staff to talk about it's not about differentiating for your more able and your less able. It's for everybody and giving them the chance to go deeper. You've got other teachers in your uh, school, Ellie. How long did it take you to and, and was it difficult to get them to, to, to buy in to this uh, style of teaching, approach to teaching. Um, and are you there? Are you there now? I'm fortunate to work alongside a, a lovely bunch who who have the same enthusiasm for maths. They want to do the very best job by the children. Um, we're not 100 percent there. It is a journey and a bit like the children going on that mastery journey. Some some teachers are getting off at different stations and going deeper. Mm -hmm. But we we used some staff CPD last year to talk about the five big ideas. And again, it was that variation, that one element of variation that still we're working on as a, as a staff team to sort of go deeper with. Becky, I mean, th this is the same in all schools, isn't it? It's not a quick fix, this. It takes time for a single teacher to change things in his or her classroom. And it also takes time for that teacher to, to influence other teachers in their school. Absolutely. So when we began our journey, I started just in my classroom um, and effected the changes within my classroom. Um, and then my year two colleague, we would facilitate ways where she could come in and um, maybe swap with my, the HLTA. So she would come in and be my TA for the lesson. So we were able to um, get that approach across across year two first. And then once we had proven it could work, we then started to invite teachers from other year groups to see using um, PD opportunities where we'd videoed parts of lessons. And actually, we were able to say to staff, look, this does work. But equally, it was important that I went into other year groups, too. And I taught those children so that staff couldn't say, but that's because you've been trained in this. That's why your children can do it. Well, actually, I can come into your classroom with children that I know by name. I see every day, but actually, I don't know them as learners. But I can come into your classroom and I can deliver that mastery lesson. And also the importance of early years. I've got a very, very committed um, early years lead who um, has participated in numerous um, opportunities with uh, maths hubs to develop her subject knowledge. 
Um, and, and she's really uh, worked very hard to give our children a really solid start to their maths journey with us here. Um, and when I go in and look around the, the early years, I love to see the different representations that the children are using. They're talking about their part whole models and but just listening to, to the richness um, of what the children are talking about. As Ellie said, it really does, as a maths lead, make you smile. Great. OK, but you also said that you've got a role, not just in your school, uh, across the whole of Origin Maths Hub. Uh, now, a just a little bit about Maths Hubs. Origin Maths Hub is one of 40 Maths Hubs in the country. Each Maths Hub has a lead school where a lot of the administration goes on, but a lot of the teachers also work. Uh, and the lead school for Origin Maths Hub is Tudor Grange Academy in Solihull. Is, is that a primary school or a secondary school? But it's, it's a secondary school um, where, where we're based. Um, so we came into being to serve the areas of Solihull, Coventry and Warwickshire. And it was our first year last year. So my role there is I share the um, assistant master lead um, for primary with um, a fellow um, specialist. We have got 340 primaries across um, our region and 73 secondary schools. Um, and last year we had 41% uh, of the secondary schools who were engaged in teaching for mastery. And we had 37% of our primaries across the region out of those 340 engaged in teaching for mastery, which has risen to 52% this year. Those are amazingly impressive figures, aren't they? You know, 50% of primary schools, pretty close to 50%, 41% of secondary schools. Um, so what your role as the primary teaching for mastery lead or assistant maths hub lead, is it just to, well, you know, you can't possibly have a, a one-to-one relationship with, you know, 140, 150 schools. Do you just concentrate on getting the new ones in or just dipping in when you see a little bit of extra support is needed? How do you go about things? So I have um, I have two days a week which are dedicated to um, Origin Maths Hub. So a day and a half of that, I, I share the role with a fellow um primary specialist and uh -huh. we look at actually the strategic view of the hub so we look at um, schools who are engaged schools who haven't engaged we make phone calls we make contact we talk to those schools about the opportunities that that we are offering those free opportunities it's putting that across that there is no charge for this um, and also to make get schools to understand that actually this isn't PD where we stand and we deliver to staff and we expect them to go away and deliver exactly what we're saying. These are work group opportunities. This is about collaboration. This is about coming together and actually seeing mastery in action, going away and trying some of those things in your own setting, coming back, sharing that, reflecting on how it's gone, sharing your successes. But equally, if you found there's a barrier to that, you are in that group of 12 to 16 teachers plus your mastery specialist actually you can talk through the struggles that you've had um, and you can get advice from them so it really is about collaboration does that sound like your experience ellie yeah I, I'm, I'm glad you asked actually because i have only ever walked from our teacher walked away from our teacher research groups feeling sort of invigorated and ready to go with more things to do you never walk away with a to-do list it's almost like you're inspired to to just go and think right 
I want to have this impact and this is how it's going to work for our setting. So um, you briefly mentioned both of you mastering number, which is a program which is, as we're speaking now in early October, starting to get underway across the entire country. There's about four or five thousand primary schools getting involved, uh, three three year groups in every school, reception year one, year two, which is all about fluency. Um, so just tell us a little bit. You've, you've started at your school, have you, Ellie? Yes. Yeah, we're up and running. So we have it's building a lot on the use of the rec and rec. Yep, which is a sort um, of an abacus type thing with two rows of 10 beads on each row. Yep. Uh, it, it ties in beautifully with with number blocks yeah. and coming back to vocabulary and really sort of making my heart sing. The <laughs> fact that children can say, I didn't count it, I subitized. That's been the big revelation across Key Stage 1 this week. What about you, Becky? Have you, has your school started? Yes, we have. And I'm also feel quite quite excited about this project. I am one of the work group leads. We've got three groups going um, across across the region, one in one in each of the the, the areas of our region. Uh, we've got 114 schools who have signed up. Um, so we have got three teachers from each of those year groups. I must mention that as we speak now, early October, recruitment for this mastering number program for this year has has finished. It's closed. But uh, we're thinking about whether we can uh, run it again next year. Um, so watch the NCTM website because there may, uh, by the time you listen to this, there may be an announcement which gives you and your school an opportunity to express an interest uh, to get involved in the future. We're not quite certain about that right now. OK, so just back to mastery and any closing thoughts? I'm going to ask both of you, really, um, you know, if you if you encountered a, a, a primary school teacher who hadn't heard about this yet or who didn't really know what's this mastery stuff all about. And you you had to sort of convince them to have a go. To, um, how, how would you do that? Interestingly, I have been in a situation like this and obviously I won't mm. name names, but when talking to a teacher about changing their, their methods and changing their view on it, when being met with the phrase, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, I welcomed that that person into the classroom and, and we spent sort of I think they came and saw me on three occasions and they came and saw me at the start of our learning journey through a unit midway through and at the end and they were blown away so it, it took some time for them to see this process but they were blown away by the level of vocabulary the confidence in the children to show it through representation and structure you know after each time they'd been to visit I'd say you might not get it yet after the second visit it might be starting to take place and by the end of it they just came to me and said I get it. I get it. You like that train journey. People went to different stations and some went deeper, but everybody got to experience it. Becky, how would you approach that person who came to you saying, what's this all about? Uh, I'm not convinced. Convince me. A second what Ellie said um, for me is a case of, well, please come in, come in and see a lesson. But also to give them the opportunity to speak to the children away from a maths lesson. And I know for our children when we are we have external moderation what shines through is actually their love of maths their enjoyment of maths but equally to be able to explain their reasoning behind their enjoyment of the maths thank you very much both of you uh, for giving us the benefit of your experiences over the past three or four years for you ellie six or seven for you becky it's been very interesting um Thank you for listening to the NCTM podcast. Depending on when you're listening to this, it, it, it might not be too late to join 
a project, a math sub project this year, not the mastering number one, which I mentioned ago, but every math sub runs uh, 15 or 20 projects, primary, secondary, early years, post 16. There, there might be something for you still if you get in touch with your local maths hub and you can get in touch with your local maths hub just by looking on the NCTM website because there's a whole section uh, for maths hubs there with all of the contact details for all of the hubs. Please subscribe to this podcast if you would like to hear another discussion about uh, maths education because uh, every couple of weeks we bring a new one out. Uh, so thank you, Ellie. Thank, thank you, you, Becky, very much. Thank you for listening to the NCTM podcast. And bye for now.